0: This week, it's the last live Dynamite NXT and Heel Alternative of the year, and we have serious senioritis. Oscar's not here, but Trace and I will exhaustively run down these latest episodes and maybe leave enough time for us to go to sleep forever. Or not. We'll figure out which one tonight on Heel Alternative. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pal, I'm telling you why. I'm kill you all. Comrades, one and all, it is Wednesday, December 18th, 2019, and welcome to episode 12 of Heel Alternative Pro Wrestling.cool's Pazzi podcast, where we cover AEW, NXT, and the wide world of professional wrestling outside of Vince's purview. Heck of a show for you tonight. I am your host, John Garetsky Maxwell, and I'm so tired. I'm so very tired. I'm joined by Trey Sevens this week, who I'm sure is also very tired and also stressed out from having to pack to get for a flight in, like,
1: 12 hours. I am so fucking tired. Less than 12 hours. Yeah, less than 12 hours, and also, yeah, I am hopped upon the last bit of caffeine rush I can possibly muster after this. I'm probably dead. Yeah, like...
0: I'm basically operating with, like, all the podcasts we've done this week. I'm basically operating on, like, three nights of maybe four hours of sleep at most. So, and tomorrow I also have to wake up early because I have no laundry and I've had no time to do it. So, yeah. My life's Yeah, If great. you're
1: beeping audio in the back, that's probably my dryer telling me, hey, check me. God damn it. I You made me do laundry for you. Please check me. So, Yeah. I'm rushing through stuff as well. It's not good. Yeah.
0: What are we. Clearly, we're, we're both very tired and stressed out with the holidays and in a very bad place. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I hooked up my Xbox 360 and started playing Sonic 2006. Fucking hell,
1: I really think. Look, there are places, there are people you can talk to. You, you could text me anytime to talk about this stuff. Sonic is not a licensed medical anything he he he's he's a deceptive person he may be the antichrist be careful
0: oh he's definitely the antichrist i mean that's the thing here is that like <laughs> as i posted in as i posted in our discord here it, it's been 11 years or so since i fucking last played that game mm-hmm. the sickness has always been inside of me just waiting to come back out Oscar is the catalyst that made it come back out.
1: And now you fucking up the hedgehog
0: and me. Lord, forgive me. I'm back to the old me. I'm just, I'm just trying to to wean myself back in slowly. I know that like my tolerance is like completely shot after all this time. Like I ain't trying to OD on none of this 06 here. I'm, am staying. I'm trying to stay away from silver right now.
1: Always stay away from silver, Mazzeltoff.
0: <laughs> uh, fucking
1: yeah! What have our lives become? Um, I don't know. I won't know until the thirty first what my life has become because there's a journey ahead of me, and I'm really hoping it ends up well. Aren't we all? Yeah, man? for real. Fucking. Uh let's let's continue
0: the journey of life that is talking about wrestling, yeah, hey
1: John. wrestling that thing happened that we do today on Wednesdays Good yeah, wrestling happened wrestling today this
0: week it did. It's not the stuff that we usually talk about on Monday, which is unfortunate wrestling
1: Some might say it is becoming the least watched wrestling, even though it actually is still probably the most watched, but still, it's getting really bad ratings. It sure is, although I'm kind of worried to
0: see what the ratings are gonna be for this
1: week, oh, yeah, it might. Do you think Frost's going to drag us all down to hell?
0: Mm, no, I think it's just going to be it's the holidays and people are in finals and just like,
1: mm, yeah, you know. that's probably
0: fair. Like honestly, if I mean I'm I'm gonna be fucking honest here. I, if if I didn't if this wasn't our job, I wouldn't have fucking watched tonight. I would I would be asleep right now.
1: Yeah, honestly, if I wasn't doing like stat tracking for AEW, I probably would have skipped this week and the past week and a bunch of weeks. Even though there's been some really goddamn good matches,
0: yeah, which that applies to the other show too that we're going to talk about yep. tonight. But there is one thing I do want to talk about briefly here that's on the that's not on the notes. But yo, maybe we should qu- quickly mention here since we didn't talk about it on the mothership this week. Yo, f- fucking Marty Skrulls in NWA now. What? Oh yeah,
1: that's a great thing to talk about. Um, yeah, so the villain made his choice, and for now, at least, it's NWA. And it's gonna be another Skrull This program because the first one was actually pretty good. They're friends. That's all I got. Yeah, like
0: I'm <laughs> I'm really interested to see where it goes. I do you, do you think it's gonna be like a long term no, thing?
1: Absolutely not. Like I don't think NWA can afford it. I don't think Skrull can afford it either. I think he's just the Bucks said they're letting him test the waters. And that's what, or whether that's what they think he's doing. And I tend to agree. I think he's just going to show up in a couple different places that aren't ROH. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him somewhere at the beginning next year show up in Impact. Mm. I also wouldn't be surprised if you see him in AEW or New Japan again. You know, there's a lot of places he can show up. There's a lot of things he can do. Um, Yeah, there's a...
0: There's a part of me that wonders how much of this is just like he's going to be – he's just going to work a quick program. He's going to do a quick thing with all this. Like maybe – like I'm wondering if it's literally just like they're waiting until after Revolution to really bring him in. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Especially when
1: they're kind of stacked right now. They're extremely stacked. Like if there's no place he fits in right now with all the storylines they got going on.
0: Yeah, and especially, like, you know, the, like say what you will about AEW and the decisions they're making, but I think it's very clear right now that the decision that they've made is the people at the top of the card, their job right now is to mostly, like, put the younger talent, like, the mid-card people over. Yep. Like, you know, Jericho doing the stuff with, like, Scorpio Sky or with Jungle Boy. Yep. Like... Obviously, Jericho wins all that shit, but, like, those guys get to look really strong and defeat, hypothetically, and, like, get over and become, like, big people on the main middle card, whereas, like, you know, you have your other, you know, top-of-the-card guys... Like, say, Pac and Hangman and Cody and fucking uh, Kenny Omega yep. They're just, like, tearing it up in the mid-card, too And just, like,
1: you know, kind of putting those people over Yeah, and eventually some of them have to take breaks to not be overexposed And it's a good time to insert a villain in Right now, they're all kind of finding programs Like, Kenny can go a couple of ways now He's got Pac, he's got some issues with Hangman They both got issues with Pac, really There's a lot of things they can do. Pivot everybody against everybody as it stands. I don't see many gaps. So, yeah, let him test the waters. He could probably run a program with Osprey in uh, um, New Japan. Because, I mean, geez, Osprey is going to have to lose to Hiromu. I mean, you don't bring Hiromu back after a year and a half and not have him win the junior belt back. So, what what better way to distract from the idea of... Osprey not getting an immediate rematch, than having Marty Skrull come in and uh, start beating the shit out of him, and reignite re- that feud because that's always a good one. So yeah, I uh, I'm interested to see where he goes, what he finds out, what he likes. I don't feel bad about you know the fact he's not immediately going to AEW. NWA is cool. No, like as. As much as I would love it, like, as much as I – hey, as much as I'd really love that
0: crazy fucking Reddit post or whatever that was, the theory about, like, this is all fucking Marty Skrull is the Thanos of fucking <laughs> AEW, as much as I would love that to be true, like, I I think it's really great that that Marty's, like, kind of just doing his own thing yep. and just, like, making shit happen. And, like, hey, I, I would love, like – I honestly would love if he could also bring, like, you know, some of the other villain Enterprise's people with him. Absolutely. Like, since, hey, since it seems like Brody King's not going to have a fucking job in ROH in, in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I think Brody King needs to go with him. I think Brody King has a couple places he could sure fit in in a couple different organizations. And, uh, you know, Flip Gordon probably as well. I don't know. Maybe. Flat earther. yeah.
0: Shame about that other one,
1: though. Yeah, the other one seems very happy where he is, and he's kind of playing the stand up for the ROH locker room that really is more stand up for the ROH management. So, uh, Pco uh, liked you. Um, good luck with your uh, future endeavors in Hell.
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest here. I don't, I don't get his angle. I don't get what his angle is. I, other than just like he's old and he has a death wish. But also, I guess he just wants to have one last run at the ch- at the top.
1: I, I think, yeah, he understands this is the one place where he's going to get a proper top run, and which he has gotten because he's the frickin' champion there. But yeah, no, it's it's a case that I think he's just tough old guys. Like, you know, back in my day, we got hotel rooms like this, and we didn't have people who took care of us, and we were okay with it. And everybody nowadays is like, no, we, we, we kill ourselves for this business. We need to be taken care of properly. But, you know, PCO, he's not human. He doesn't understand. Yeah. He sleeps in a bathtub of eels or some shit. Yeah, probably. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was more literal than we want it to be.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, point being, fuck Ring of Honor. That company yep. sucks.
1: I hope it's not around in a year. I really would be surprised if it is. But, I mean, there's some people who have spoken up interestingly about it. Like, um the... The bouncers, or at least one side of them, the guy who's not Beer City Bruiser, um, Brian Malinankos, I think, or something like that, talked about it mm-hmm. saying, you know, yeah, you know, say what you will, of what people have said, but for guys like me, that means I have an opportunity to shine, you know? And so, I think some people got that PCO mentality, like, yeah, you know, worst case, I look like a star and I have a chance to show myself in a spotlight that I wouldn't be able to anywhere else. Well, they're not wrong. Yep, uh, just do it before the plug gets pulled.
0: But hey, more importantly in all of this, mm-hmm. congratulations to the villain! Yeah. Keep doing your thing, Marty,
1: we love you. Yeah, oh. absolutely. All this is great, Marty's great. I want to see them have another good set of matches. Let's make it happen. Please.
0: All right, let's 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 get into stuff that we actually have written down here. Yeah. Like, this week's AEW Dynamite, which I know you definitely watched, and I, you know, as usual, sort of watched Yeah, so
1: AEW Dynamite this week, uh, the big go-home show for 2019 because they're not doing one on Christmas. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so let's just get right into it because the show got right into it. No intro this week. We just got an immediate rush into Lucha Bros and uh, Paige and Omega. And, you know, I guess... If you want to try and compete with NXT, you just jump right into the match and don't bother to do intros.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if you're going up against what has already been announced as the NXT Championship match.
1: Yeah, they this felt like the first extremely reactionary thing that um, AEW has done. So I'm not complaining. I just like kind of looked at him as was like, okay, well, I see you're a little scared by this and I don't blame you. And they managed to be in a situation then where Lucha Bros and Hangman Page were both so over in Texas that they didn't really get many moves since the start. But then the crowd simmered down a little bit, and we got a pretty damn good match, honestly. A little sloppy, bits and pieces, but, um, yeah, all you really need to know about this is, uh, well, uh Pentagon Jr. Phoenix Phoenix uh, beat Kenny Omega. Good on them, and uh, Pac is a kidnapper, I think.
0: He did seem to steal Michael Nakazawa. Yeah, I
1: think uh, now Michael Nakazawa's been stealed by uh, Carmen Um, And yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to that. Also because a lot of that was in in picture-in-picture, and I only caught the beginning and end of it. With Kenny rushing off on a side stage and going to an empty locker room.
0: Yep, I have no idea what happened, because it was a picture-in-picture, and I don't get to see
1: that, so that's cool. TNT, just a thought here. If you're going to do the picture-in-picture thing, maybe allow for the uh, TV ads to run online as well, rather than having separate online ads. Maybe, you know, have that be part of the ad package. Just saying. You have the potential to run like this. You did that the first week. It was great. You don't have to do this. They're, they're... I, I do... Gone. Gone. Mm-hmm. So, no, go I, on. I had nothing to say, so you need to go on.
0: <laughs> no. I was just gonna, no, I was just gonna ask you, um, what, if you have any thoughts about the, about the ending stuff, of just, like,
1: what, what the fuck is going on with Paige and Omega? See, this is, the thing is, like, I feel like they're really trying to tease Paige and Omega having a feud, and actually having a series of matches, a rivalry, things like that, and Pac's just there, like... I don't care about that. Y'all are stepping stones to me. Can I get a title shot, please? And completely forgetting the fact that, no, Jericho's at the top. Heel versus heel don't work, brother. Um, But... Yeah.
0: It it does seem kind of strange, though, especially in light of uh, this week's Being the Elite, where, you know... It it seemed like, even on this week's Being the Elite, they're kind of pulling back from, like, the, the weird Kenny Omega heel shit, and... Now, Paige is kind of being heel, but also a drunk? I,
1: I feel like they're trying to show that they're both complete messes right now. And mm-hmm. so you're going to get these two people going at each other that are just so lost in their worlds. Hangman Paige, getting drunk on Wednesdays when he's not shown on TV, also hasn't won the big one. Pat could tell him something about that one. And Kenny Omega, not the best in the world right now. Certainly not the best about machine. So, I'm hoping that turns into something, because I feel like Omega and Paige could put on a good series of matches. Um, but yeah. I think they're teasing I, I'd it like down so. the road, because Kenny's got to go with Pac. Yeah. So, decent, set of, decent opening match. Like, not like a hot starter other than the crowd really frickin' loves Pentagonio. Um, but then again, who doesn't? Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Exactly. At, yeah, Pentagon and Phoenix are doing so much uh, promotional stuff this whole week. So, cool. Good for them. Then we had... I'm a little disappointed that he didn't that he didn't do the arm break. Yeah. I, I feel they need to temper that so that it actually has some importance again. Because I feel like they just do it too often.
0: I, I don't disagree with you. But hear me out yeah. here. This is the same week that the fucking Miz tried to do that shit on Bray Wyatt. Oh my God! What? Have Pentagon show them how it's fucking done.
1: <laughs> oh my God! I did not realize that. Now I'm just kind of disappointed.
0: That fucking happened on the fuck on TLC, dude. Wow. And I will get, look. I will give them credit for one thing yeah. in that like Bray Wyatt sold it by like rolling to the outside and smashing his shoulder into the the barricade a bunch of times to knock his his shoulder back into place.
1: See that I like. I that's a great way to sell fixing it, quote unquote.
0: That's that's fucking awesome and Bray Wyatt is great, but also the Miz fucking doing the Pentagon break spot. Are you fucking kidding me? No!
1: He is now both Ric Flair and Pentagon Jr. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, Vampiro Managed too ma- far, Miz. Miz Please. Just Miz's master is now at Vampiro. Let's just fucking do it. I don't care.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure that WWE would, would license his fucking music. Uh,
1: no, they wouldn't license his fucking music and he'd be screaming about that every week. <laughs> Come on, is to my fucking music No, no, Pentagon And, I mean, Vampiro Yeah um, Anyways, yeah, that Moving on to the next match Because I'm not really going to talk about this match at all You knew it was going to happen Cody and Darby Allen going up against Butcher and the Blade Darby Allen said, I'll team up it's with you, Cody kind of weird that they did this a second week in a row Well, the reason is Now Darby has a reason to get Inroads back into the storylines again With this you know if if I yeah, beat the butcher in the blade with you then I get my rematch with you Cody so you know what's gonna happen of it was course- yeah it was definitely good justification don't get me wrong I just you yeah. know do
0: think it's a little strange that they already went back to the well of like hey remember when we had Cody fight the butcher in the blade with someone let's have Cody fight the butcher in the blade
1: with someone again yeah and that I and also just serving them up a loss. I mean, I'm okay with them serving up a loss, but now it's like, they don't have a program. Like, that really, they, Cody beats them. What do they do now? Fight him again? Please, no. Just, but who do they go against? It's a great question. I don't yeah. have an answer for it.
0: I have no idea. Like, what, that's kind of the thing, is that, like, it seemed like their only real point for being in here was to fuck with Cody. So, Cody beat them, when admittedly, I'm gonna I'm a throw it out there that that cody cutter is pretty fucking good it was
1: really good also i really want to throw this out there i want to see a singles match between darby allen and the butcher yeah those two have chemistry like
0: butcher and blade they, they both seem pretty fucking talented i got incredibly
1: say. so but the butcher just like can take anything darby throws at him with really i mean that coffin drop was vicious and some of the other stuff Darby was doing, other than his bad tope suicida, where he decided to use the wrong ropes at the last second. Um, you know, all of it's really, really good between those two. Just fucking give me a, a small guy versus big guy match there. I will eat that shit up. Um, in fact, do that while you're getting the prepped up this whole match that is clearly going to happen at Revolution. Between Cody and Alan. Or maybe it'll be MJF, I don't know. I get the feeling MJF... I'd like it to be MJF. I, I would, too. I get the feeling MJF is going to uh, string this along for a good amount of 2020. I, I, <laughs> Shit, you're probably right. He, he has already taken himself out of, like, the, basically the top five in the rankings by doing absolutely nothing except taunt Cody and not wrestle. Wardlow... It's a
0: real dick move! Yeah,
1: Wardlow hasn't even had a single match. And he's supposed to be a really good wrestler, but we don't know because he's just, so far his entire job has been to stand behind MGF, which on that note, good for him, collect that paycheck. So, he's what if Jake Hager, but a suit. Basically, yeah. And, you know, a a beard, a a good one. I don't know. It's, I'm interested to see where it goes, but... I, I really like the butcher and the blade. I don't want them to flounder after this. And what if Jake Hager? But we haven't confirmed that he's transphobic yet. Well, haven't we confirmed that the butcher is a punk singer? So I'm hoping that yeah, he's no. The butcher's in every time I die. Okay, so I'm hoping it's that's like maybe a progressive band. I think something? he's a guitar player in it. Okay, because if yeah, I, 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 I have a sense I, that yeah. I'd be really bummed.
0: The sense that I have from hearing about every time I die uh, is, you know, that they are fucking, yeah, no, they're they're on the right side of, of the
1: hardcore scene. Cool, cool. Because I know there's a couple that aren't. And, I was, uh, you know, fingers crossed yeah. that he's not one of them. So, yeah, a d- great match, I think, overall. But, yeah, don't strand these folks again. I, I, I worry where there's a bit of stranding going on here. But it feels like also every time that happens next week, we just tie all those loose knots together again. So, wait and see. Uh, Then we got a, um, at at some point, I don't know if it was right here or a little bit earlier and after, but Austin Kong was in action and won like five seconds, so... I mean, I didn't even have time to find the woman's name she was fighting before the match was over. There are a million ways to die. She's won. And also, um... (laughs) That entry seems still pretty good. I gotta say, I was reminded of that when it happened. Yep, it was. It's it's so stupid, and I love it. Yep. But she beat Miranda Ali's in like five seconds, and I was like, "Oh my god, I got the spelling on that right." Oh, match is over. Um. Then wait, one thing we got to talk about that is starting to show up here. So the Nightmare Collective has a dude in it, and wait, what? Nobody, the Nightmare Collective has a dude in it. There's a guy who appears to be in what is a straitjacket of some sort. I did got not a... see this at all. What? Oh shoot! I should find the video and show this to you—a still shot so that you can render judgment on if it's Vampiro or not. I don't think it is. Some people are like, "That's truly Vampiro," but Excalibur doesn't seem to know who it is. So who knows? The Blade is the one that is the rhythm guitarist in Every Time I Die, by the way. The Blade? Mm-hmm. Wait, really? The yeah. tiny guy who's married to Allie? Yep. Oh, damn, yeah. okay. Wait, he's married to Allie? Yeah, the Blade and Allie are married. That's why she's oh, there. damn, I had no idea. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's sweet.
0: Yeah, mm, it's, no, it, it's the Blade
1: funny. is the is the guitar player. Gotcha, Okay. But yeah, so
0: they've, been sh- they've shown butcher, two promos just now. St- a straight up wrestler.
1: Oh damn! Okay, well, you know what? This makes way more sense now. If I'm being honest with you, um,
0: yeah. If I go here, the butcher um, was formerly in NXT as Braxton Sutter.
1: Yes, he was. This is true. Um, yeah, God, I'm trying to. There's like one freeze frame where she, Brandy, shows the guy. He turns his head just slightly. And he did it again today. And both times she stops him from turning around fully and is like, not yet. Not now. So, here we go. Let's see. Because he's got like something. There we go. So, I will take a screenshot of this. Don't mind me, uh, podcast listeners. But I'm going to do some visuals for John here. And I'm going to paste this into. I want to see this. I need to know this. So.
0: There's also great air that I'm not going to cut out. No, it's a, is, we shouldn't cut it out. It looks a lot huh. like Vampiro,
1: doesn't it? But I don't think it, it does. is. It it's? I don't think it is, but yeah, what? And it looks like he's got grayed hair or something on the back or something like that. It might be brown just shaved really down close. I don't know. Because it's completely bald. But, you know, you can always see someone's hair color after the fact. The only question I
0: really have is, mm-hmm. will AEW play his fucking
1: music? Um, I think so. So... My my outside guess. I'm just going to put a stupid guess out there because I don't think it's this guy. But if it was, I'd be laughing my ass off. Um, he, he might maybe he's the uh, um, oh what's the guy's name? Of course I forget it. The guy from three to one battle friends with medical benefits. I'm just going to put it out there. Probably that guy. If it is, I would be hilarious. Sure. Um, amused because that guy's not the best wrestler, but he does have good demeanor. About being like a lunatic. So, I don't know. I, that's weird. They have a guy there now. That's all I'm going to say. That's they got my a guy, though. piece. Yeah, and they don't have Chris Statlander. Which. They want Chris Statlander, but they don't have her. Yep.
0: Chris we Statlander is still like, hey, check it out. I'm going to touch your nose because I'm E.T.
1: She is the bootmaster. As you do. I, I Yeah, look. I, I freaking. I love Chris Statlander, and let's just get into the segment before we get into Jungle Boy Jericho, because I think this ties into our yeah, current conversation. So, Chris Statlander and Dr. Britt Baker faced off for number one contendership for who's going to face Riho. and mm-hmm. Chris Statlander has been on a surge, and the crowd has been much more receptive to her than they have been Dr. Britt Baker. So They sure have. Needless to say, Chris Statlander won, and I'm going to go a bit further. Chris Statlander looked really, really goddamn good in this match. Yeah, she looks great. She is, I she's a supreme talent, and her finisher, it, it's just a pile driver, but she makes it look like death. I mean, every time somebody's been hitting it, it looks like they're dead afterwards. Killing it. Yeah, just compress their you know skull and neck and everything. It, it's it's wonderful, and the fact that she transition I mean, hey, really all you got to do. Yeah, it's (laughs) she transitioned it from picking Britt Baker up from a lockjaw position onto her backfireman's carry, then switching it into a pile driver without releasing her in some way that would make this less believable, and just dropping her on her head. Chris Statlander is the kind of the punch in the arm that AEW's women's division needs right now, and not only that, but on Dark on yesterday in fact. Um yeah, she looked like a million bucks against Bea Priestley as well. I mean Fuck yeah. she she can go with people and she's having wonderful matches. She's delightfully weird because the whole alien thing. Um just does weird stuff still
0: <laughs> fucking Tony totally trying to
1: interview her. Yeah, and get gets booped in the process. Oh jeez. So strange, and so it, it's it's so strange. And honestly, the more she does that, and the less she actually talks, the better. Because she did a promo where she came off an elevator lift, like one of those ones that closes with a full gate, metal gate in front, that makes it look like it's vanished. And she sold that like she was mm-hmm. coming off a spaceship. But Yay! when she talks, she sounds a little valley girlish. So oh, the man. less she says, like that, the where better. from. I, I don't know if she's actually a valley girl. I but. She just, there's that voice, you know, where you understand I'm the galaxy's mm. greatest alien. And it's like, I I know you're trying very hard, and I believe you until you say it like this. Speaking and, of people that maybe
0: should talk less.
1: <laughs> should we talk about Brandy what Rhodes?
0: The, what the fuck is Brandy doing? Like, uh, well for- I... I I didn't really pay attention to the last one that you said was not very good but like I I wanted to see exactly what Brandy was going to say this episode I was just listening to, like what the fuck are the words coming out of your mouth and why are you saying them in this like weird drawn out like high school acting play
1: that's the sad thing is like this is was way better than her original introduction to the Nightmare Collective and yet it was still like Oh, don't you know I'm a supervillain, Chris? You should choose wisely whether you want to join the night. It's like, is that really how we talk when we talk like normal human beings? Who's the alien right now, Brandy? Because I'm having questions <laughs> about this. And Yeah, I feel like, Brandy, maybe you should be booping people. But she got her boop denied by uh, Chris Statlander. Who then got beaten up by uh, uh, Cruz and Kong. So, inexplicably, after getting beat up by them, um, um, somebody who felt very unrecognizable, because we haven't seen any action from her recently, um, my number three ranked woman in the division, well, now number four, but let's not talk about that, uh, Sadie Gibbs showed up out of nowhere to support Chris Statlander. Like... Hey, Sadie, I was where you been surprised by this, and it
0: was also like, "Wait, who are you again?"
1: Yeah. Oh, you're the person who had and the then backstage I fight that with... match that she was in, and I was like, "Oh, right, you." Yeah. Also, the whole backstage fight that allegedly happened between her and Bea Priestley. So yeah. Oh, I forgot Whoops. about that. Yeah, I don't know if that was legit or not, or what's going on there, but um. Yeah, so she's saving Chris Statlander because apparently that's a a thing. And uh, Hikaru Shida is out of town, so whoops. Also, apparently Riho was sitting in the crowd and didn't want to help, so probably. That's all Riho seems to do now is just hang out in the crowd and be like, I'm Riho, I'm small. Uh, Here's my theory. Riho could not climb over the guardrail quickly enough. It would be like climbing out of a steel cage for her. So, poor Riho could not get out of there to save Chris fest. Look, so you the, know. Wall, the
0: the walls of the crib are really high for a reason. Okay,
1: yeah, exactly. We got to protect our little baby girl, Kenny. Oh, man, I I don't have anything more to say about that because I already said way too much. But <laughs> we've so, already maybe...
0: gone way too far on this on podcast that will come out in two weeks. <laughs>
1: Yes, we have. Um,
0: We've already I'm fucked looking, this all whole thing up.
1: Uh, weird wording with that, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I want to see Chris Statlander win the title. That's all I'm going to say about that. Like rehost yeah, nice that's cool. Chris Statlander's should whip her around like a tiny child she is, and just absolutely start running with that title. She will make it unique. And also, hopefully, they can resize it into something resembling that of a normal-sized person. That'd be cool. Because, you know, otherwise that belt fits around it all, and that's about it. Um, So let's get into the really... What I think is, like... I feel like this match was oddly stellar up until, like, the finish, which was a little odd. But the match itself and how it worked. Jungle Boy versus Chris Jericho. Non-title, 10 minute time limit. I fucking loved everything they did in this match, and I thought it was so smart. Yeah, I thought it was it was really interesting what I had watched of it. So they they started off. The whole start of it was just, I think, absolutely perfect. Because Chris Jericho basically had Jungle Boy beaten within three minutes. As you would expect to happen. As what should happen. And then Chris Jericho gets cocky and his dumbass friends get, start getting involved. And because his dumbass friends start getting involved, the Jurassic Express of Luchasaurus and Marco stunt start getting involved. And that leads to a bunch of shenanigans. To which allows Jungle Boy, after everybody gets ejected, To start mounting a comeback and have a serious chance to look like he could win the match.
0: So the
1: next four minutes are like him doing everything he can, which, to be honest, isn't much because I don't know if he has a finisher yet. I really don't. I don't Um, think he does. He's trying a bunch of stuff. It looked like he might have had a chance a time or two, but he didn't. And then the end of the match is Jericho reminding him, no, seriously, I am stronger and better than you. And sticking him in the walls of Jericho for like 90 straight seconds. And leaning on him more and more throughout, trying to basically rip his spine apart.
0: Yep, just slowly inching into that lion tamer. Yeah. Just to really drive the point home. Yeah,
1: and he it was looking worse and worse. By the time it was like six seconds left, he was leaning back real nasty on it. Oh, yeah. Naturally, as would happen and what would be expected to happen in a 10-minute time limit, time expired, it's a draw. Good end, as far as I'm concerned. And then Chris Jericho happens. Yep, and then Jericho goes all Jericho on it. <laughs> yep, and Jericho runs out said, I didn't lose! I won! I won! I'll give me five more minutes! And then, even though that's not how... Matches work Especially in AEW Where wins and losses Are supposed to matter And you're not supposed To get shenanigans Like that to work uh, He gets the bell rung And acts like he's Starting the matchup again And then Gives up part starts Wade. to lose And then he starts to lose And he just gives up And walks out Like it didn't actually restart And we are told During the main event Not during this But like an hour later During the main event Oh, oh yeah by the way The, the restart was not official Because that's not how We do this in AEW
0: yeah, Which, he doesn't no, no get shit. To just yell that and it happens.
1: Yeah, it's not WWE. You can't do that shit. But, yeah. Then he goes up to the top of the stage and Tony Schiavone you know, starts reminding him, you realize that was a draw, right? And Jarek was like, no it wasn't. No it wasn't. No it wasn't. chip, chivo." So, wishes us all a Merry Christmas and reminds us he's champion, walks away. Very Jericho-ass ending. I, yep. <laughs> it's entertaining. Perfect. It's also, I feel like may have soured a bit at the end of the match, but the 10-minute match they had, I thought may have been the first match I, I looked at. It's was like, you could put this during like the prime years of professional wrestling in WWE, and it would have fit in there perfectly. In a good way. This is, like, above and beyond what AEW normally does for, like, their weekly show. That, that's how yeah, strong they feel really about cool. how good it was. So, good on you, Chris Jericho. Jungle Boy, way to not look like a jobber here. Hopefully this means that 2020 is his year. I don't know. Did a great job. He certainly I'd deserves th- it. I'd like to hope so. Yeah. And then... We got kind of, uh, I mean, at this point, the number one contenders match for the women's title would have happened. But we're going to jump over that because we already talked about it to the main event, Young Bucks and SCU for the titles. And a lot of the business. Yeah. A lot of promos about how these two groups are friends. They actually have Christmas dinner together a lot and things like that. And. That's not wrong. Actually, to kind of do that stuff. We've seen it on being the elite. They've before. had to make shit real awkward. Yep, that's what the Jacksons are saying. We'll win the titles, and then we'll have the belts at our house. And when you come to visit, it's going to, it's going to be a strange one. That did not happen. What happened was, I think a freaking phenomenal match for the grand majority of it until I feel like it was definitely SCU's best match in their entire EW run i agree i think they have found their best partners in the young bucks young bucks were working in a style that was much more suited to scu and working well with them and i think the problem came when the five minute mark hit for tv time and suddenly we just got to finish because there's got to be something that happens after the bell here and so they kind of rushed into SCU, getting their finishes off and winning. Which, okay, after sure. saying that they had a sixty-minute time limit, yeah, we, we all know it will never it's hit sixty like, minutes like that.
0: And also, but also, I, I just got to throw it out there. It's just like I know that they're, I know they're definitely wary to do TV time remaining shit after the the Paco Mega Match or Pac uh, Moxley match got such a fucking bad reception. But like, you gotta have it. You gotta have it get cut off by TV time once, or it's gotta be an overrun once, just to make it seem like it's actually possible.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing with that. So for anything that's not a title match, they have said TV time remaining. Still, they're still down with that. They just for title matches, they're really gung ho on this. Every one of them has to be sixty minute time limits. And I Which agree I'm with fine you. With it's just. They they yeah. need to have overrun. They need to allow for some overrun or make it seem like this is going longer than we thought it was going to go. And we're going to try and stay with it as long as we possibly can, even though we know we're, we meant to overrun. Something of that nature needs to happen at some point. Not frequently. It doesn't have to be WWE during the entire Attitude Era of running 15, 20 minutes over. Just,
0: yeah, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be NXT of every week we'll get at least
1: eight minutes. Yeah. Just have an occasional title match where if it looks like it's going real well, or just have it be going real well and have it overrun a little bit because it's believable there might be a huge ending to it, even if it doesn't happen. Just, again, work with us here as if we are not into the idea that we know when it's supposed to end because, of course, it's television and this is an entire entire industry with predetermined finishes. We know this. Just let us forget that for a bit. Thank you. You know? Yep. But, of course, they, they finished with five minutes to go because um, they'd been flashing some very vague Dark Order stuff throughout the night on the show. Like, an Evil Uno picture popped up like at the beginning during the first match, and it was passed off as a technical difficulty. And then instead of shop at at one point joined darkorder.com appeared instead. And it was commented on by Excalibur and JR. It's like, well, that's messed up. We we don't want you to own there. That that's not cool. And so naturally the Dark Order comes out. And John, oh boy. I I have some thoughts.
0: And this is what I noticed was that like, yeah, they had their they had their weird anything, and it's like, wait, why is there a creeper? Why is there a creeper there? And, oh, oh, okay, and now there's way more creepers. Mm-hmm. So,
1: he, I, I, again, not, not, I'm not opposed to the idea of creepers, but it's kind of like you built them all up with this great Scientology gimmick, this great, honestly creepy, real-life cult that could possibly exist thing, and then... You do the same old shit that you were doing before you started those cool-ass promos. And I feel like at some point somebody forgot the whole point of the rebranding of them. Like, the point is we don't like the Mean called Creepers. We know what that's a reference to. It's a Minecraft reference. Because they used to be the Super Smash Brothers. You know, and you can't call them the Heartless because that's too obvious that it's Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Just call them something that would make sense for somebody joining a creepy-ass cult because they felt like a loser to join. Like, initiates would be fine. It's bland. It's generic. It's perfect for somebody who wants to feel like they have importance in their lives.
0: Yeah, and, like, I, the thing is that I did like the, the concept of what the segment was, of, like, you know, it being an
1: initiation for the Beaver Boys. Yeah, the Beaver Boys are now going to be part of the Dark Order. Good on them. Like that's perfect they belong there that makes perfect sense for them to be there we're still calling them creepers again if i was to feel like a complete loser lost in society and i needed a boost do you think the first thing i want to do is like yeah put this mask on and call yourself a creeper like why, why would i do that well i don't know man i mean i'm a creep i'm a weirdo god you're not wrong but what the hell it, am i doing here what are you doing here you don't belong here. I don't belong here. <laughs> God, God damn it! That's actually the better explanation than they've ever offered up yet. But I mean, there's ways you could do stuff like that, but that wouldn't. I think. What dude, if Evil Uno is actually just Tom York? Wow i I actually want to hear him talk with the affectation of like a British accent now. I want to hear
0: him talk about how everything in its right place. <laughs> Really, to What's get the th- Dark Order national anthem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I can't believe everybody is so happy about the Street Spirits.
0: The thing is, he's, you know, he's just hitting. It's just they go in this initiation. They're just beating the fuck out of the young bucks. And Evil Luna just looks at me. He's just like, "You do it to yourself, you do, and that's what really hurts." <laughs> God damn it.
1: <laughs> oh i hate that i hate this but at the same time Save, stop me from this what happened okay so really the whole thing is you could do a you could still call them creepers but again you gotta justify this shit like call them creepers because you're going down an mra angle while branding people's losers like hello that's fight club right oh, there man Fucking do that if you want to go down that road, you know, or just rename them or rebrand their masks for all. You, You don't need them to look as creepy as Evil Uno. His is actually looking more professional the way, well, now he's wearing a suit because that apparently makes him look entirely more professional, but... You can justify the masks even by saying, you know, hide your face because you are a loser and you don't know any better. There's a lot of ways you can spin this and they're not touching on any of that. They're just doing the same old shit of, we've got a lot of us and we're going to beat up on everybody in the Elite and all their friends.
0: We got a lot of us and we need to have masks on so that we can have different people and they won't know.
1: Yeah, and look, I'm okay with the different people because... That yeah. makes a lot of sense, and you can you can debut some weirdos with that too and have some good moments, but same token uh this just feels like the same old shit now, and I'm really worried for the Dark Order yet again like they it feels like they didn't learn much of anything other than Evil Luno's a pretty good talker, but that doesn't mean much for Hillbeans when everything around him just looks tragic. So, I'm not feeling the Dark Order thing again. I, I would like them to just lean more into your cult shit. That was the fun yeah. stuff, not the occult. Like, I don't give a shit if you want to be Cthulian or whatever. Like, I'm not going to ask what your cat's name is. Just stop it. <laughs> so, that that's how Dynamite ended with the Dark Order. And this is actually probably the part they need to lean into more. Is them chanting... I think it was Who Is One? We Are One. Or Who Are You? We Are One. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And that's really good. That makes sense. Work with that. Just fucking tie this together better. You're almost there. It's, yeah, they they need to drop they need to drop all the video game shit still. And I know mm-hmm.
0: that's hard for them because they want to have a little bit of that because they're still Super Smash Brothers,
1: but you gotta mm-hmm. I mean look, I've seen from interviews and stuff that like You wouldn't believe it if you looked in, but Ortiz is a giant goddamn Pokemon fan. He doesn't have to bring that shit out onto the ring. Neither do you, Evil Uno. God damn it. That's AEW Dynamite. It's a show. It's a show. We don't lie about that.
0: We have never lied to you once about AEW being a show.
1: Mm. Prove it, cops. Yeah, prove it. Yeah. Cops ain't, ain't, cops ain't got shit on us, John. <laughs> they, they ain't got shit on us. So Yeah,
0: uh, AEW had a bunch of shit this week, but so did NXT, who had
1: a fucking two title matches. Yeah, it's their finale as well this year, isn't it? I mean, next yeah. week's got to be a recap, right? Yeah,
0: probably. I think it's just going to be like a recap episode like they usually do. Okay. Be It would be cool if they had, like, you know, an actual, like, exclusive match for it like they used to do. Yeah, it would be. But I guess, Wouldn't you know, it? I guess we'll never get one of those again, as nice as that cool
1: fucking Regal-Cesaro match was. Oh, that's still one of my favorite matches of all time. I know, because it's so good. And it's kind of, I think it's still Regal's retirement match. I don't think he's ever fought another yeah, match since. Is. No, it is. it's his retirement match. And it was amazing all the way through. Yep. Damn it. The perfect match. It was.
0: But yeah, NXT, look. NXT this week, I'm we're kind of going to play it's NXT do you care a little bit. Okay. But like, you know, we'll talk about like the two main things because once again, NXT this week is You know, we we were kind of talking about this, you know, before the before we went on, you know, doing the actual show here. But NXT this week was basically just what they usually do. Of the opening match is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. The main event, fucking awesome. Everything in the middle kinda forgettable. Like it's kind of just stuff that happens. And like kind of just happens for, you know, the sake of happening. And sometimes you get like something really good out of it. Sometimes you get something that really stands out. Mm -hmm. But more often than not, it's just like people kind of spinning their wheels. And the thing we kinda were talking about on the off the air here is that like, you know, that's something that kinda that's something that works when like your show is fifty minutes to an hour long and like, you know, that means, okay, your your opening match and your main event is gonna be probably like twenty five minutes 30 minutes something like that all right so you have like 20 minutes 25 minutes at the most of like other stuff that happens exactly that's fine like okay you get to see like a couple little things here and there and then you're on your way it's different when you have like basically an hour left
1: it is completely it's at this point i can't just treat that like a la carte program. You're like, okay, yeah, I'll watch the squash match because there ain't going to be much of it. They got to move on. Or, you know, oh, there's a little bit of a recap of uh, this here WWE show. I can skip past that. And, oh, there's not much of a match here. I can watch this and see what these women are up to. Yeah, an hour of that, I'm just like, please turn my brain off and help me.
0: Yeah, especially when they do have a bunch of matches in there. Like, you know, they had fucking four other matches on this show. Shit, But let's talk about the the two main ones that y'all really care about. The first being, of course, the opening match, uh, completely commercial-free, fucking Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship.
1: I'm interested to hear about this. This was a strange match. Oh, okay, that's not encouraging.
0: I mean, look... Look, it wasn't bad. Like it was fucking. It's Finn Balor and Adam Cole. Like right. they're on their the top of their shit. Like whatever you're gonna say about them,
1: but like let's just be honest here. Like they're both heels. That is true. Um, so Finn is Balor the crowd... is. Yeah, and I was curious. Who's, who and that's the... the
0: thing is that like the crowd, the crowd was kind of into both. Okay, like, so I feel was... like they were maybe leaning a little more
1: towards Adam Cole. That makes sense because he didn't turn his back on like Finn But they also like Balor. Super into
0: Finn. Also, That's... yo, uh, something I really noticed in uh, Finn's entrance here. So they're his Titantron are like you know the little side like you know how like WWE will have like their little side things that they show in like you know the like the little side of the arena things.
1: Yeah. They
0: all say Prince Balor.
1: Oh no! Oh no! Um, shoot. Oh, dear. Uh. (laughs) And,
0: and like, he's still officially Finn Balor,
1: but it seems like he's really leaning into the Prince thing for this new character. So, they're just making him Prince Devitt again. They're just saying he's the real rock and roller. Yeah,
0: basically, except, you know, he's not the real rock and roller anymore. No, he doesn't have that good-ass music they used to have for that. But he does have his finger
1: guns does but I had finger guns once too that doesn't make you cool take it from me
0: Finn's in a weird place and also Mm -hmm. he was kind of the baby face in this match like Adam Cole was definitely playing the heel Adam Cole
1: kind of always has felt like the heel to me so it doesn't surprise me at all like but same token they're both better as heels yeah that's
0: the thing is it just it gave the match a very strange dynamic even Mm -hmm. though sits is fucking nxt and like you know it's nxt crowd that just wants to see fucking cool crazy shit happen like everybody was super into it regardless but to me it just felt kind of off you know all Mm -hmm. that said match was really fucking exciting until the ending where i don't really know what happened because you the usa feed fucked up
1: oh lovely that's wonderful
0: i didn't get to see the ending. Though I sort of know what happened Yay, okay, great That's Dude, it's par- Apparently due to some kind of shenanigans uh, Adam Cole retained Because uh, One Johnson Rasselman Showed up and was all like Hey,
1: fuck you Finn What if I introduce you to this chair? Johnson Rasselman, Goddamn you I mean hey Finn fucked up his neck. It's true, took him out of war games, yeah, it's true,
0: so yeah that's look that match was really exciting and really fun, like you know it was definitely i it wasn't as good as the main event, certainly, but like it was a it was a good opening match. I feel like the I feel like this match shouldn't have been I feel like. <sighs> Here's the problem, I guess, is where, what I'm trying to say here, okay. is that this was the match that, that had no
1: commercial interruption. The main event was not. Which, yeah, that's the confusing part. It's like, if this is heel versus heel, and you see some very obvious rebranding for somebody who's lost his way, do you really want to be bringing that out front and center as this is the match we want you all to be paying attention to and not watching AEW Dynamite? I'd say yeah. no.
0: Like, I think, th- and especially, and we're going to talk, like, we're going to talk about it, like, I guess in, like, 30 seconds here, but, like, they this is, they could have, they could have let this match had some downtime and be all that stuff, and it would still have been very enjoyable, yeah. whereas I think, like, the parts where they had downtime in the main event, like, the main event, they fucked it up with the commercials, because... Fucking during during the second commercial break, the one that you know happens like right right around the ten o'clock mark. Mm-hmm. Like that's when a lot of the important shit happened. By the way, yeah. So for those who don't know, the main event was Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship, and that's, that should be commercial free. Com- yeah, exactly. And during the second commercial break, which we know because they showed they had to fucking show it on the actual show, was when fucking uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir ran down and did a fucking like, you know, run in and attacked fucking and Rhea.
1: I feel like this is almost intentional now to do that kind of shit and picture and picture. Like, to get the viewer riled up like, They're not going back to that! Something bad's happening! Go back to that! Which, uh, folks, that's not good television. No! Good television does not embrace ads like that. Or ad breaks. You had your, like, fucking important
0: moments happening during, like, a fucking, like, you know, commercial break that you're then having to be like, Look what you missed during the the commercial! Isn't this crazy? Like... No, you should have just fucking paced your match better.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I I really, really hate the fact that we have to put commercials into matches like this, and then now, obviously you can't have the armbar spot for three minutes now, so you have actual stuff happen, and it just makes a match so uneven.
0: All that said, though, I will say that, like, as much as as much as there's a part of me that definitely felt like you know this match was a little bit reactive too, or to say, or to more to the point that like I feel like this match maybe took a different sort of tone or tenor uh, after ten o'clock, let's say. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Weird how that works out. But yeah. like you know, look, I I will also say like as much as this, these are things that I'm noticing and like observing here. This match was fucking baller. This it shit be. was amazing. The story they told of just like Shane of like Shayna just again, oh doing what she does, going to the fuck going to Ripley's arm, just fucking destroying the arm, just going for all this stuff. Like, this is some great shit. Like it was just incredibly exciting. It was incredibly fucking tense. Like, the way that fucking uh You know, the way that they just threw out, like, everything here. The way that they, like, had Rhea win with a fucking Riptide off a fucking ref bump and, like, the way that they actually had, like, the ref bump, like, look good (laughs) and not just be something shitty. Nice. Like, everybody was on point here. And then, like, basically, they had the best fucking someone about to pass out in a fucking, uh, in a fucking hold spot I've ever seen. Nice. Like, they had, like, Rhea basically, like, conked the fuck out to the key to fur clutch. And, like, As the, like, you know, the ref was doing, like, the thing, like, picked up the hand, drop it, and as she's dropping it, she literally grabs the fucking ref by his shirt, and is just, like, fucking uh, holding him and, like, screaming as she gets out of this hold. It was so
1: cool! That is, that's the best way to get out of any of that stuff, grabbing the ref. Like, Rhea looked like such a fucking
0: badass. Like, this, this to me is, like, you know, definitely the difference between, like, you know, a, like... This was the difference between this and the main and like the opening match of like that was a heel on heel thing that didn't really work in a sense of just like, you know, it kind of felt like, well, I guess Finn Balor is a de facto baby face here. But, like, this is Rhea is clearly the babyface, but she's such yep. a fucking badass that it's, like, when she's, like, getting her hands on the ref and, like, the ref is getting in her face and she's literally yelling at him to, like, shut up because, like, she wants to just keep fucking beating, like, Shayna when she's got Shayna in the corner. Like, you're like, yeah, fucking stand up for yourself, Ria. Don't fuck—fuck fuck that guy.
1: It's much more Stone Cold-like. Yes, Exactly. And, God, Rhea Ripley is so goddamn good at that. Her intensity is wonderful. Her intensity is amazing. And, like, it becomes
0: incredibly believable when, yo, she fucking won with an avalanche riptide.
1: Nice. Holy shit. And it looked so fucking cool. Nice. This is amazing. Rhea Ripley is
0: your new fucking NXT Women's Champion.
1: We end 2019 with the curse finally broken.
0: This match, like this, it's kind of a bummer that like our cutoff for for best match of the year is you know already happened because this is gonna this is gonna be something that's gonna have to go on on next year's list that I feel like it might
1: get forgotten. It's probably gonna get forgotten, and that's a shame because yeah. This is going to be the moment where Shayna Baszler has a legit chance, because we all know where she's going now. Yeah. There's only one direction, and that's straight up to the main roster, the main actual mm-hmm. main roster. I'm not going to hear any arguments about what the main roster actually is, uh, Owen. But yeah, she's going either— It's not NXT. It's not NXT, and where she's going, she has potential to be really goddamn good in ways that people before her should have been and weren't. Not naming names. Yep, Rhonda. Because they're transphobic,
0: and we don't want to talk about them. Yep, that too. But also Rhonda. Yeah. Oh man. I, but yeah, I, I, the the rest of the show, though. Aside from that, you want to play a quick game of NXT? It's NXT. Do you care?
1: Yeah, let's play that because yeah, that that match alone sounds like it made NXT really worthwhile. If somebody wants to say NXT is the better show this week for Rhea and Shayna. I don't blame him, but yeah, what I the would game.
0: absolutely say of what I watched of of NXT or of uh, Dynamite, rather, like I think that yeah, like that match alone is better than than pretty much anything that happened on Dynamite, and frankly, that match alone is pretty much better than anything that happened in like all of
1: wrestling this week. I'd say. I think that's a safe bet for sure didn't
0: really watch a lot of into the fire to be fair but like from everything i've heard about what happened on into the fire yeah i still feel confident that i'm i'm right on that regard it's a pretty safe bet
1: but, yeah. yeah let's play the but game But
0: the rest of nxt pretty flat which is why we're going to play the game hey trace
1: hey David john Reist, do you care ah uh, not anymore i did at one point i've been broken he fought Killian Dane again. Oh, now I
0: really don't care. Killian Dane lost again. Great. Lovely. I miss Sandy. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with him. Like, they're not giving him a gun, so what the fuck?
1: I mean, it's just he's there because Nikki Cross is having a great time up on the main roster, I'm sure. Yeah. That might be a loaded thing to say, but I'm going to stick by it regardless.
0: I mean, doesn't it wouldn't surprise me? It's like, you know, it would be pretty shitty to fire her husband.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, bliss cross applesauce.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I wanna like both of these these people. Like, yeah, I fucking love Damo. I fucking mm-hmm. I, everything I had seen of Punishment Martinez before he became priest was very good. And shit, some of the Damie yeah. Priest stuff was very good. But again, it's just NXT keep getting bogged down and just like we're telling these stories where we're just going to have the people keep fighting each other in different permutations. And like, yeah, I get that this match was supposed to happen fucking weeks ago and they did the fucking Killian Dane, Pete Dunn match instead. But like, that was a blessing in disguise that you couldn't do that match. Then you should have just left it alone.
1: Yeah. It's like find new storylines. Just move on. We don't need this repeated or redone redux. We get it. We know what happens. Trace. Yes. The Time Splitter. Do you care? I do. And I'm so sad that I do because I don't feel like he's doing that well. But I love Kushida.
0: Well, he sure ain't because he fought Karen Grimes again!
1: <sighs> Kashida, why are you so happy? You're not being treated well.
0: And it's like... <sighs> You know, I understand that Cameron Grimes, formerly Trevor Lee, is a very good wrestler. He's very talented Way what he does. I don't understand this fucking NXT character at all. It's like he wears a fucking top hat. He's like supposed to be some kind of Carney grifter or something. Like, what the fuck is Cameron Grimes? Can someone explain this to me?
1: So, I have a theory. I don't know if it's an accurate theory, but I have one. They're just trying to make Juice Robinson into NXT. But, like, actual Juice Robinson, not, like, hippie Juice Robinson.
0: I guess. I mean, isn't Juice Robinson's character that, like, he's flashy and cool?
1: Yeah, but he's actually not really flashy and cool when he comes out. He's just weird.
0: Yeah. He's got a punch. But he's flamboyant.
1: He's the flamboyant, yes, indeed.
0: Yeah, like, I think, that that's, per- I think that's a perfect, uh, like, analogy for what he is. Cameron Grimes, no, Cameron Grimes is just like, you know, he's just kind of, he's kind of dirty and grungy. Again, yeah, it's like, he looks like he works, like, he looks like the kind of dude that b- would be running a fucking Ferris wheel at some shitty fair.
1: I, I don't care for that. I think it's silly. I don't think it's a good gimmick. I don't know why they're not trying something with him.
0: I don't understand what the fuck Trevor, like Cameron Grimes is supposed to be. Me neither. Other than he has this top hat. And the only good thing about that top hat is Mm -hmm. that Kushida picked it up and wore it through his entrance.
1: I actually like that. Kushida is now in Back to the Future Part 3.
0: just think about this, Trace. Yes. Fucking Kushida standing on the fucking middle rope, doing his fucking pose. The camera, just like you know, all the way low, just looking up at him with all like the blue lights as he's fucking looking at his wrist, doing the clock thing.
1: Yep. And he's wearing the top hat. I love it. This is wonderful. It's as shame. you can sort of
0: see Cameron Grimes in the background, very upset that it, that Kushida is wearing his top hat. Well, it's
1: probably got mites in it or something. I don't know. It was pretty fucking good. That that sounds like the best part of this whole ordeal. Yeah, I didn't care. For, I didn't care about this match honestly. Kushida yeah, and I especially didn't
0: care when Cameron Grimes won.
1: Yeah, it's like I wish Kushida could talk to Bret Hart or something and learn what people like him and ha- what happens to them when they stay in WWE for too long. Just, just a thought. I got
0: something for you though, Trace. Hit me. And that's Io Shirai. Oh. Do you
1: care? Oh, <laughs> you bet your ass I do.
0: Sheer her Titantron has like they will sometimes like flash images of her face in the middle of them flashing the weird text. Nice. It's fucking
1: cool. I like it. EO's still the best.
0: I still fucking love EO.
1: She's great. Yep, it's a uh, PT time, and Io's the star. She murdered Santana Garrett. Eh, it didn't surprise me. Like, Santana Garrett probably was asking for it. Looking like Santana Garrett. you know.
0: Look, Santana Garrett's very good. I like Santana Garrett. This match was nothing because it was just a fucking EO squash.
1: Yeah, because Io Shirai is stellar beyond belief and kind of scary in a great way.
0: And hey, maybe we need to be... Building up a new heel now that we have a new babyface champion for the first time in, like, a year.
1: Yep, somebody's going to start stalking Rhea Ripley. We know this.
0: Might as well be someone that was also in that match and is all about that brutality. Yeah,
1: she's all about—I mean, it's more than brutality. It's flat-out murder. And it's illegal.
0: I'ma just throw this out there. Like yeah. I know we all we all know that NXT is very much a heel territory. Like they love to have their heel champions. Like if Rhea is just going to fit into that mold and be another transitional champion, you know what? I think I'm fine with it because fucking EO man. Fucking EO. Yeah.
1: That's exactly what she should be. Rhea Ripley doesn't need that belt. Io Shirai with that belt is scary as fuck.
0: And finally, Pete Dunne, do you care? Not anymore. Yeah, fair. He fought fought Travis Banks, the Kiwi Buzzsaw, again. Or not again, you know, it's more just like, I'm kind of surprised that Travis Banks is going to be on NXT US every week now. Like, he's cool and all, but, like, all right. It's kind I, of came out of nowhere.
1: I kind of wonder if, like, the theory is kind of like what happened with Rhea Ripley where her boyfriend's in the U.S. Does Travis Banks have, like, a girlfriend in the U.S. or something and he just wants to hang around longer to be here for it?
0: I don't know. Also, who's Rhea Ripley's boyfriend?
1: Uh, Just some guy who goes, like, I I don't know what his name is in NXT or whatever, but his, like, Instagram handle something like The Action Man or something like that. Okay, so he's just
0: uh, he's like a performance center person.
1: Yeah, he he's good. He's he's another wrestler type. He's uh, all right. Cool. He's got a good physique.
0: I mean, my my assumption at first was that Travis Banks was just going to like show up as be part of like you know, hey, we're going to bring in some NXT UK people here and there to like uh, you know promote the Worlds Collide thing that we have coming up in a few weeks. But it seems like he's the only one.
1: Yeah, that's kind of weird. I feel like they're not showing off much about that.
0: And also, it's kind of fucking weird that like you had him win that match against fucking Jackson Riker of the Forgotten Sons last week, and then this week you're having you're having him put over Pete Dunn.
1: Well, John, perhaps they Pete forgot Dunne about that. It. Perhaps Pete Dunn forgot. Perhaps we all forgot. He did unto
0: others; the others being. Travis, yeah. thanks.
1: He did unto others, which is, you know, Unto being put on a good match and others being anybody but the Forgotten Sons.
0: Yeah. This match seemed fine a little bit. Watched, but again, it's just like, yeah, why are we doing this? And also, like, what are you doing with Pete Dunne now? Great question. I don't know. It's kind of like, it. you know, I obviously I understand that, it, you know, everybody can't be at the top all the time. But it's like, it is kind of baffling to me. It's like, you had this dude... Hold the fucking UK championship for 600-something days. And now he's just, like, hanging out on, like, in NXT undercard, like, not really doing anything. And, yeah, he had that good showing with Adam Cole at at Survivor Series. But, like, no one ever really believed that he was really going to take the title off of him.
1: Right. And, of course not. Because he's... Pete Dunne was there when we realized that Tyler Bate was not going to be a good champion. He wasn't, come on. I mean, I don't know about that. Mustache Mountain was bad at the time. He had the wrong theme music and yeah. everything. He just liked being a smiling guy and waving. It's like, he basically liked the build-up to the Gratitude Era.
0: Yeah, it, it was definitely a, I mean, I, I will definitely give you that. Like, he's def, It was definitely one of those things of like,
1: we gave it to the real young guy because he's really young. And he doesn't know what to do with it, so, uh, how about choice number two that actually made an impact during the tournament?
0: Whoops, we gave it to the person we should have given it to all along, oh well.
1: Yep, exactly. Precisely. And now it's just Walter's forever. I mean, it's gonna be. Nobody's gonna beat Walter. It's... Walter is... eternal.
0: Walter is forever.
1: He is. And, you know, I'm okay with that. Like, just let him be champion the whole time. Just, like, all of a sudden, he just... Make him do the Brock Lesnar thing, except it'd be way cooler because he's got that cool thematic orchestral music. And, yeah, he just, he comes out and breaks people. That's all he needs to do. I'm cool with it. Yep. Forever and ever. Y- you've you reached too high to the stars. Now you must die. Now you must, Walter. Now you must... Uh, were you thirsty? Because here's Walter.
0: <laughs> well, Trace, Walter may be forever and ever, but this podcast doesn't have
1: to be. We don't have to be. I feel like we probably strung it on too long me ranting about uh, AEW, but... It is what it is.
0: It is what it is, and it's what happened, and I'm glad it happened, but now it's not going to happen anymore for the rest of the year.
1: Yay. I can do things that involve nothing with... Jeannie, constant. you're free. I'm free. I can I can pack for luggage and run off to the airport and it's raining outside. Probably will be for the rest of the year. Yay.
0: I can't wait. I love it. I, it's my favorite thing in the world.
1: One might say it's the okay. most wonderful time of the year.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to be spending Christmas just sitting on my couch, doing nothing. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess I'll have some people over, but, you know. Being grown up for Christmas sucks ass.
0: Being grown up for Christmas and having family drama that you really aren't going to deal with it sucks even more. Fair. Completely fair. I give you that. But anyway, folks, enough about content that belongs on Scott Steiner's Americana Spectacular 4. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. So this is going to be our last live episode of any wrestling.cool podcast until 2020. On Monday, the 23rd, you're going to get the first of our two Christmas specials, which is Oscar and I are going to bring back the Dormant Ozone Entertainment Podcast, The Takes Bakery. What? To talk about to talk about one of Oscar's darkest, most horrifying takes. One take so dark that Owen would not even allow it on the real show. And we're going to give it to you as a heel-turn-pro-wrestling.cool exclusive in the heel-turn slot on Monday, Oscar's going to defend Vince Russo. What the fuck? All, cu- all culminating in his argument that Bash of the Beach 2000 is
1: a masterpiece. That is terrible. Are, are we? Can, are we sure that Oscar doesn't just say this stuff to be contrarian?
0: We're not sure, but also, Trace, yeah. this is a horrible thing that's happening. Why do you think this is happening on the heel turn slot? True. It's a bad place, Daddy. And then on uh, the Heel Alternative slot on Wednesday, you're also going to get another podcast of of Oscar and I. Uh, You're going to get the pilot episode of a podcast that we've been talking about starting, uh, Chrisley Cass, Countdown to Prison.
1: I don't like this all the same, but it's kind of hilarious, so, you know.
0: We're going back and watching Chrisley Knows Best and seeing if we can piece together the timeline of understanding how Chrisley becomes the Chrisley that is going to go to jail for tax evasion.
1: I was going to say, he, it had to be tax evasion, right? Because, like,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's, he, is, he is getting indicted. He and his wife are getting indicted for tax evasion uh, based on not paying
1: taxes on money earned for the show. That's hilarious. Holy crap. Did they, did they think the Hollywood elite pr- would protect them? Or anything, or what, or... Who knows? Wow. That's... Hey, here's the thing, Trace.
0: We're gonna watch this show and see if we can find out.
1: Well, y'all discover that mystery, like, Scooby-Doo and all that shit. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll give it a shot. All right. So, yeah, you'll get those two weird-ass episodes next week for Christmas. Merry Christmas, y'all. And then, the week after that, for New Year's, Monday and Wednesday, you will get Part 1 and 2, respectively, of Heel... ProWrestling.cools, I keep wanting calling a heel turn or heel alternative. ProWrestling.cools best of 2019, where we run down like a whole bunch of shit and categories and uh, have a bunch of arguments and yell at each other and come to some kind of understanding. I
1: will say right now, the best of podcasts is where I've been the angriest I've ever been on any ProWrestling.cool podcast. I'm still not just cool, it's dot therapy fucking hell how I'm not doing this no we're not and then
0: the week after that it's gonna be the worst of part one and two on Monday and Wednesday
1: yeah I'm actually totally cool with everything we said for the worst of because I forced my way into everybody
0: and then, yeah, uh, January 13th, I believe, is that's a Monday, and that's going to be when uh, Owen and I return with, uh, heel, with Heel Turn, although maybe just, Owen, if I can find a way to 90 days this. Run. Just run. I'm trying. I'm trying.
1: Just make, make like a wall nation and run. I'm
0: trying. He's <sighs> still in denial that ni- that 90 days is, is in a reference to me quitting the show. He still doesn't get it. I'm only saying it here because I'm thinking that he won't listen.
1: He's probably asleep by now, don't worry about it. Yeah, but he's also going to listen to the recording. Yeah, he'll probably fall asleep at this point, so don't worry about it. Okay, you got me there.
0: And then, yeah! More importantly, January 15th is a Wednesday, and that will be episode 13 of Heel Alternative!
1: The luckiest episode. But, until then...
0: Trace, where can we find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at PSEG. You can find me at Mixer.com slash PeaceEgg. That's P-E-A-C-E-E-G-G. I will probably stream sometime in the new year. Uh, I make no promises on anything else because I'm about to leave civilization for a little while. I'm going to go to California for about a week. And then I'm going to jump up to Colorado and see a friend for a couple days. Hooray! Yeah, I'm hoping it goes okay and I don't have like a mental breakdown along the way. Because 2019 was sure a whole lot. It sure was. Fuck 2019.
0: Fuck 2019. Not as bad
1: as 2018,
0: but fuck 2019.
1: Agreed on both counts.
0: And I've been your host, John Gabrexki-Maxwell. You can find me a whole myriad of places on the internet. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am John GM. You can find me on Twitch at Video underscore Shames. Now that I have Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 running on an Xbox 360, I'm going to fucking stream that shit because y'all got to suffer with me.
1: Is this like how mistaken... If Oscar's going to do it, I can too. Is this like how mistaken does the whole 24 hours of Donkey Kong 64 thing? Yeah. Oh boy. Except, you know, self-flagellation. I mean, I, I see no difference here.
0: There are better ways that I can deal with my trauma, including therapy. The therapy true. has a forty-dollar copay. <laughs> if you want to help me with that forty-dollar copay, instead of <laughs> forcing me to play Sonic Two K Six for your sad amusement, well, you can hit a Venmo. I am John.
1: Pay the man Dude, it's Christmas. Pay the man
0: Come on, like don't you live in like a, a building with a doorman? You, do, you know you have to give the doorman a, a tip at Christmas. I'm your doorman.
1: Venmo at I am John Pay the Fucking Man. He's your doorman. He's going to let you outside the building. You do not leave the building until you pay the man.
0: I make sure your packages are
1: safe he will steal your packages if you do not pay the man guaranteed guaranteed guaranteed, guaranteed package theft
0: and there's our episode title perfect <laughs> <laughs> i love folks, it folks this has been episode 12 of heel alternative prowrestling.cool's posy podcast of professional wrestling and other p words I'm so tired. I'm I'm so done with this. Trace, I'm going to let you go pack your bags and shit. I'm
1: going to go
0: sleep with my cat and then maybe never wake up again. No, I got to wake up again. I have work in the morning and also need to do laundry. But until then, folks... I hope you have a wonderful holidays. Whatever you celebrate, have a great one. We will see you all in the new year. From everybody here at the ProWrestling.cool family, Trace Evans, Oscar Bernard, Owen Douglas, and of course myself, John and Maxwell, we wish you the best in everything, and thank you so much for all of your support throughout the year, especially with us like you know, starting this crazy new podcast. We really appreciate you all being along for the ride with us. And until next time... Y'all come back now you here.
1: Happy holidays, y'all. God bless us, everyone. Except you. You know what you did. You damn well know what you did.
0: 90 days. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's a fucker. And nobody's getting Fuck off! This podcast is brought to you by the Zonecast Network, executive produced by Owen Douglas. Visit zonecast.com
1: for more shows.